everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for coming. We have a very special guest on our show today. We have two very special guests, Lauren. Please explain. <laughs> we have our good friend, I'm saying our, Kelly. Thank you. Dr. Kelly Bowman, veterinary medicine, and her dog, Dooley. Dooley is a Bernese mountain dog, and he is the cutest little thing in the whole wide world. I love him so much. The, kind of like the opposite of a little thing, though. Oh, that's true. This dog is literally the size of me standing up, and he is a beast. He is large, but he is the cutest little face, and uh, honestly, best dog, hand, 10 out of 10, hands down. So welcome, to, Kelly. Welcome to the Oakview. This is a... Hi, thank you. A I'm wonderful to time to... Yeah, Kelly's one of our nice friends who listens. I do. Kelly listens I, quite often. It's my... This is so strange. So we get a lot of boxes at the vet clinic, and someone has to go in the back and, like, break them down and, like, take all the tape and stuff off. So I often do that, and I listen to you guys while I break down boxes. I love a good working box, <laughs> Dead girl. serious. That's what we need. We need someone that's dedicated to listen to us <laughs> while they're at work. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Amazing. Kelly and I have been friends since, oh, my gosh, forever. Uh, not as eighth long grade. as Lauren and I. Yep, eighth grade. Yep. Uh, but we all went to the same high school, so that's how mm-hmm. Lauren knows Cal. Yeah, kind of through Emma. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lauren has some, some beef with me. Yeah, Emma always <laughs> pretends like Kelly and I are not besties friends. And I feel like Kelly and I are super tight. Are we not, Kel? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. All so I, we, no. We, no, we are tight. No, Kelly I and I are just, friends. I'm, like, just, I'm just saying, all I'm saying is I like, didn't think you weren't friends. It's just it's right. very different. No, that's true. But like literally, Lauren, we were pen pals in our freshman year of college. So Lauren (laughs) made this post, I think on Facebook about like, hey, who wants to like write letters? Give me your address. And I commented on it. And I think for a full year, we sent letters back and forth. And and they were like, like actually detailed. Yeah, they were like actually like long letters. Like, like, like and we told each other about our lives and what was happening. (laughs) <laughs> she's like we went to the same um, school i'm <laughs> not saying that i'm a better friend I but with you every day you know lauren wrote me a letter once did you she actually it? sent me a care package once oh my god i'm sure i did this and is you the know, kind of friend lauren is mm. 10 snaps i also sent you the birthday present that i am most proud of in my life that's to the you care package i'm thinking about lauren like that is the gift that i bring up when i tell people i'm a good gift giver so it was my golden birthday, my freshman year of college. She sent me all these like gold things, sparkles, glitters. Oh, I bought her a milkshake. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but Lauren did send me a package once and it was not so fun because I thought something was wrong. <laughs> Lauren sent me an oh. STD care guide oh to how God. to combat uh, like, you know, STIs, Stop. STDs. And, like, I sent it as a joke. Not that's only, hilarious. Not only was it like a pan flip, it was like hey, a book. Books, as your best like friend, I just wanted pictures. you to be educated and make good choices, yes. okay? Yes, for that. I am just spreading good knowledge yes. here, all right? You didn't even give me any context. You were just like, here, there wasn't even a letter I inside. Just it was just don't like, think oh my that God, there was you, no explanation. No. I just don't like, think that you appreciated it enough. That's excellent. I really liked I never knew that. Emma, I want you to know. No, you know, although Kelly and I are like BFFs. Yeah, true. 
Okay. <laughs> it's true. She just she just confirmed. Yeah. Although Kelly and I are BFF, sometimes in my letter I would be like, you know, look out for Emma for yeah. me, or I'd mm-hmm. be like, everyone should have you been know. looking out for me. So yeah. Yeah. so yeah, the background for people, Emma and I went to college together. We went both went to the University of Minnesota, and Lauren went to Bradley University in Illinois. Um, so I was with Emma like physically more often. We were like together. <laughs> but Kelly's best friend Casey went to Bradley with Lauren so it's like yeah. we kind of did like a flippy floppy yeah we kind of did this like hey you take care of my person and I'll take care of yours not that we weren't all like we all knew each other but right right yeah I really appreciate this this is a great time yeah. even Dooley has an opinion over there <laughs> um Cal you know I I appreciate you as a person, oh, but well, I guess you. I don't have like a good enough friendship as the two of you. So yeah, we say as we're literally sitting in my kitchen. That's together. true. I did come up to see Cal and yeah. the doggy, and yeah. that's been great. Yeah, it's been really lovely. To, okay, to have you here. On a serious note, Cal, I'm really interested in what you do as a veterinarian, a doctor, a veterinarian. And how you got here and like basically, you know, tell us what your degree is. We know. Yeah. Why did you want to be a vet? Mm-hmm. So I decided that I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was about four years old. Um, fully believe that that is because I asked my mom what I could do with my life to work with puppies every day. And she was like, you should be a veterinarian. Which, retrospect, mom, we could have gone with, like, open an animal shelter or, you know, something that did not require eight years of schooling. But that's fine. Whatever. Um, So, yeah, I, I like, decided that, oh, cool. Well, that's what I'm doing. Um, Somewhere around 12 years old, someone told me that that meant vet school. Up till then, I had no understanding of, like, I thought you just, like, did high school, then, like, disappeared for, like, four years and came back and you, like, were whatever you were. Right. Um, We're all uninformed. Right. Yeah. So eventually learned that I had to do a lot of school, dealt with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I am very lucky to be, like, pretty good at school, I guess. Kelly is so modest. (laughs) Kelly is very smart. She really is. She really is smart. She's a doctor. She's a doctor. I'm feel I'm the engineer over here and I am the least like, You are not gonna disrespect my friend like Right. That. Like first of all, don't. But second, how I'm interesting. talking about you. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about you me? Just as like degrees though, but that is not how we measure intelligence. If we if we want to do that, I'm number two, Kelly's number one, Lauren's number two. Of course. We're I'm not. so excited. I'm the smart one. I'm smart too. <laughs> there are days where I do forget that I have a master's degree. Yeah, you like literally do. True. You know, not that it's a competition, but I, Kelly yeah. gets to like okay, so you, pet so, cats yeah, all sorry. day. So, um, yeah, I was pretty dead set on it. Um, applied to college knowing that I was going to be pre-vet with a mm-hmm. minor in Spanish studies because I've been speaking Spanish since I was about four. That's cool. Went to the U of M with Emma. Loved it. Loved everything about the mm-hmm. University of Minnesota. So much so that I stayed there for vet school. So I lived in the Twin Cities for seven years because I was lucky enough to get through my undergraduate degree in three years. And then vet school is a full four years. Yeah. It is grueling. And equally the best and hardest four years of my life, for uh, sure. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine. But, you know, it's, it's really cool that you... I mean, I would I would assume that like 
being in Minnesota that lo- long time that you were it was the best choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was trying to pick, I was lucky enough to get into several veterinary schools mm-hmm. and had to choose between them. Yeah. And it kind of came down to that, like, this is already my home. So like simple stuff. I already know how to get to the store. I have a doctor. I have friends here. You know, I don't have to uproot my life. Um, made it a very comfortable, easy easy transition for me, which was nice. Um, yeah. But I graduated last May, and now I am a mixed animal veterinarian in Slayton, Minnesota, which is kind of the southwest corner of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I work with um, – I don't know. I guess it's like 50-50. It's probably more like 60% small animals, so cats and dogs, okay. um, to 40% large animal. But it really varies by the day, does, what I do, see. Sorry not to interrupt you, it's but okay. does, does small animal also include just small animals? Or is it a small animal a specific category that you put dogs, cats, in, and like fish and stuff? So it fish? is a specific category. Like it's not about does it weigh 50 pounds or less. Because that's, that's, that's what I understand. Yeah, no, it, it is it – is, um, companion animals versus production animals or farm animals yeah um and then yeah i need to know yeah so it depends on what you'd be talking about with fish so like your goldfish that lives in like a small tank um like in your house Mm -hmm. and you just have one goldfish that would be a companion animal thing but i've never seen anyone bring a goldfish into the clinic because most people my fish died yeah, and you just, like, get a new one and no one knows. Um, however, there is, like, large-scale fish production that exists, um, and that would be kind of more on the, the food animal side of things. I have so many questions, but I'm going to hold off. <laughs> okay, so you your degree is a doctor in veterinarian medicine. Correct. Okay, I just want to make sure I get that yep. correctly. Yeah, a DVM. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Now, oh, thanks. you know, Cal, we always talk about being me and Lauren being females in the STEM world and yeah. how that's very just it's it's very male dominated mm-hmm. so I'm curious you know Lauren I'm, I'm wondering if you have the same question is like what does that look yeah. like to be a female yeah. what is the veterinarian perspective from that because I feel like uh, veterinarians are kind of woman dominated if I'm not wrong yeah so that's actually kind of a newer thing my class in veterinary school was 80 percent women um so definitely female dominated but that has changed considerably there's actually a hallway at the U of M where you walk through and see every graduating class from the U's vet school which is really cool just like to think of the history but you can watch it go from a class of you know 15 men in a black and white photo and as you walk down the hallway get about a third halfway down and there's the first woman and there's just one and then you kind of keep going and then maybe there's a sprinkling and then you get to see the really excellent you know hairdos from the 70s (laughs) Um, and then you keep going and you can watch it become very female dominated Mm -hmm. but what's interesting about what specifically what I do is the large animal side of veterinary medicine up until recently, was still very male-dominated, even Mm. though the industry overall was kind of transitioning to being female-dominated. So there are definitely times where I, as a female, am perceived differently in the large animal group of what I do. I also have to do things differently. Like, right, I'm 5'6 and blonde. It looks different when I jump out of my pickup truck than – when a big 6'4", 300-pound man does, um, I have to 
<laughs> I have to, you know, do things a little bit differently. My wingspan is shorter, sure, but I sure. still can do the job. I was say, I don't um, think your skills would make a difference. No, matter no, how your no but there are a lot of people that are like, oh, well, how would you do that? And I'm like, I climb on a fence or I, you know, I'm perfectly capable of, of doing my job. Thank you very much. Um, you, you find the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ingenuity, right? The same as anything else in life. But yeah, it's definitely a recent change that that there are more women, even in in the large animal side now too. Um, which I know, Emma, you and I have had a conversation about this when I listened to your guys's episode on. I don't remember specifically what episode it was. Sorry, but <laughs> when I listened, listened to the episode, <laughs> yeah, when I listened to the episode where you kind of discussed, you know, male dominated fields oh, yeah, and how it yeah. changes, yeah. we had a conversation about how veterinary medicine is changing, and I posed the question like, but is that is it as good as it seems, or is that a like, oh yeah, women could like be veterinarians and and like play with puppies and whatever, or is it I the you know, women are caretakers, so they could be a doctor, be a veterinarian. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't really know what the answer to that is, but I, it just makes me wonder, makes me think, um, because certainly I know. It's very interesting that there's a rise of female veterinarians and that field is changing, but other doctors, human doctors yeah. is still male dominated so right. why is that like where's the yeah, difference and I don't there no and like it does mildly irk me because like the the cynical back of my brain is like it's because people think it's easy but in reality i feel like it's <laughs> hard yeah so it's three times as hard to get into vet school as it is to get into medical school actually wow wow but why so i think I guess I don't really know the answer to that, but one, there are less veterinary schools in the world. Um, and it just attracts a very specific competitive perfectionist type a kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so an interesting thing about vet school is you take the person, the top of the, the top of the class, right? You take the person who is used to being the smartest person in the room, used to being number one in everything they do. And you put a hundred of them in a room together and suddenly you're average. Um, and there's three ways that you can deal with that. One, you can have never cared at all. That would be um, my large animal friends that always sat in the back of the room. For whatever reason, that's what we do. I don't know. Uh, you can accept it, acknowledge it, accept it, move on. Okay, I'm normal now. All these people are smart. I'm still smart. Uh, or it can really bother you. And those people never get over it. And they um, will say just struggle because of that yeah I know some of those people (laughs) me too girl (laughs) but I wonder if that has everything to do with just the nature of the beast so like you're you're fighting Mm -hmm. um to get get in to get in and to to Mm -hmm. be good and to be the best and not only that but like you're gonna be a doctor it's not like we're competing for cocoa puffs here we're we're trying to become a doctor yeah I definitely went through a period where like the goal for a long time was to get into vet school, right? That is right. what I had to right. do was to get into vet school. And then you get in and you're like, um, what are, what are my goals? What do I want to do? And you're like, Oh, to be a veterinarian. Interesting. Um, and then you graduate and you're like, I did it. I'm a veterinarian. 
um, and then you have to do it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is different, which is different, right? They can only teach you so much in right. four years. There's no right. way to learn everything. Specifically for a mixed animal veterinarian, mm -hmm. there is no way to learn everything you need to know about, we'll call it nine different species, but it's more than that. Um, there's no way to learn it all. So they have to teach you how to think like a doctor they have to teach you how to problem solve like a doctor and then you go into situations analyze and mm -hmm. make decisions i can relate to that at least in architecture school the the, the point was not to become a, the greatest architect with all this knowledge and, and stuff but it was the goal was to learn how to process the thinking right yeah. learn mm -hmm. how to be a, a student you know, learn how to learn to be able to communicate that knowledge rather than saying like, here, we're going to teach you how to build a building because you can't do that in school. You can teach concepts. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's really interesting. Um, uh, what, what, so you, you said mixed animals. So what does that mean? Like, what's the, what's the range here? Are we talking about, you know, horses and donkeys or are we talking about like, just now we just said fish. So I want to know like, what are the things that you come across or you have trained in or sure. whatever? Sure. So um, the major categories that I was trained in would be canine, dog, feline, cat, mm -hmm. bovine, which is cattle, like, small what? ruminant, which is going to be goats and sheep, Okay. horses, which is horses. The fancy word is equine, I guess, since I've been using those the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then those are really the, the big ones. You can do extra training in things like um, zoo animals, exotic animals. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you could do you that? Um, you could choose to do some of that. Yeah. Like so giraffes. you could do some in fish. You could do some in um, like pocket pets. So like a sugar glider, a hamster. Those legal? Yeah. Okay. That's some of that depends on where you are, like what okay. state you're in. That's really cool. But yeah. So for me, it's dogs, cats. And then farm animals mostly, but I did amputate a toe on a rat once, so that was oh. interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Wow, amazing. So what is, like, what is the difference between, like, human medical school and being, like, a human doctor versus being a veterinarian, and, like, what yeah. are the similarities? Yeah. So I think the the similarity is that we are both a doctor, right? So we both... Um, see wellness exams, we both diagnose and treat disease, um, a certain subsect of us do surgery, um, the, the difference, and I think personally what I think makes veterinary medicine more challenging is that um, a human doctor does that on one species, your differences are going to be male-female, and then between, um, you know, ethnicities there's certain disease, diseases that are different. Um, for me, Okay, and the other thing is you can specialize in, like, you can be a GP, so you can be a family practice doctor, kind of look at everything, or you can be, I do just eyeballs, I do just teeth, I do just surgery. Mm -hmm. yes. As a veterinarian, I am the surgeon, I am the ophthalmologist, I'm the dermatologist, I am the neurologist, I take general appointments um, for nine different species, right? So mm -hmm. um, if I had wanted to, I could specialize. I could be just a veterinary ophthalmologist um, and see only eyeballs all day long. Um, that would be horrific for me. <laughs> um, what I love about what I do is that it changes every day. There's a little bit of everything. 
Um, and that for me is not only within the, you know, body systems, right? Looking at eyes, looking at skin, doing surgery, but it is also across species. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, but the the best parallel I can make to, like, which human doctor is most like me would be a pediatrician. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. And why is that? Um, a pediatrician, a parent has to bring you a child because they're concerned about the child because something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And for me, an owner has to bring me a pet because they're concerned about something. The difference there is most children can still tell you my arm hurts and it hurts right here. And yes, I did whack it on a tree. Um, Whereas my patients don't talk to me. I have to figure it out, Mm -hmm. Um, which is part of the puzzle, which is part of what makes it fun. But there is also kind of a similar emotional attachment, which I know we have talked about before. Oh yeah. Um, between um, an owner and their pet and a parent and their child. So a lot of people, you know, if they don't have kids, their their pets are their kids. Or like right. for me, it I live in this town with just me and my dog, right? So he is my everything. Aren't you, you handsome little boy? <laughs> He's wagging his tail. He wagged his tail. Um, yeah. He was dead asleep before that, by the way. You know, I, I, I like that you made that conclusion or the con- comparison because – I often find that, you know, human medicine, I I use, at least I perceive it as complicated because we have a human connection to people. There's an emotional connection. There's a a more specific way to describe what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And we create, you know, memories and and all this other thing that makes it, you know, hard to go through suffering and, and loss or whatever. But I would imagine that, like, your ethics and your your desire to be around these animals creates similar feelings right. to make you become the better doctor that you are. Right. Um, do you find that though, because the, the cow cannot tell you what's going on, mm-hmm. it makes it uh, more complicated with your client, not the patient, the client. And that if anything, you know how 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 are how are people creating advocacy and agency for the the pet sure know, or, or the animal you know what does sure. that mean so sometimes it's twofold sometimes the the owner has to advocate for the pet right so you have to bring them to me and tell me that you think something is wrong mm-hmm. and then I will investigate right sometimes um. Sometimes there can be a situation where you don't feel your veterinarian is looking hard enough and you have to advocate for your pet. No, I really think that there's something wrong. I really think mm-hmm. that there's we need to do more. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, sometimes it is me who has to advocate for the pet. So no, we really we really need to run this test. There there is something wrong mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to figure out what is mm-hmm. wrong. Um, and occasionally the very difficult advocacy that I have to do is this animal is suffering. And we need to choose to end that suffering with euthanasia. Mm. I can imagine that that is really challenging. Yeah. Um, When I was younger and thinking about being a veterinarian, that was the thing that I was like, oh, I'm going to be a vet, but I'm just like never going to euthanize pets. That would be too sad for me. And now I really, truly believe that it is the gift that I can give to an animal. I can make... So the word euthanasia, the definition, what it means is good death, 
So I can make it quick, painless, and I can end your suffering simply and completely. There Mm -hmm. is no question Mm -hmm. at the end of that that you are no longer suffering. And it is something that I can do both for my patients and for my clients because no one would want their animal to suffer. Mm -hmm. And... um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. No one would want their animal to suffer, and neither would I. So so it is something that we can do for them. Um, so, yeah, advocacy can be interesting. And then you think about it from the large animal side of things, so from the food animal, production animal side of things. Then we have to think about things like welfare because those animals have a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. We, are, we are creating a product for human consumption, Um, so in a dairy cow, that's going to be milk and a beef animal, that's going to be meat, you know, along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to make sure that we are treating those animals with the respect, care and love that they deserve because that is still a living creature and they still deserve our respect. But I will tell you that of all of the farmers and producers that I've ever met in my life, I honestly cannot think of any that wouldn't fight harder than anyone else for the welfare of animals. Right. That wouldn't work even harder than is required, which is something that I think there's a really poor perception of in in the public eye that like farmers are horrible to their animals or that mm-hmm. they don't care about them and it's just not true. It is if you break it down to brass tacks, it's their livelihood. Why would they do anything to that animal that would make it produce less and thus make them less money? It behooves them to make that animal as happy as it can be. So it will produce as much Mm -hmm. as it can. Mm -hmm. Um, But also no one loves an animal like a farmer. Mm. I guess maybe a veterinarian because, you know, plug for my existence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I can imagine, though, like on that flip side of the coin is that you you end up having defending farm life and farm all the time, y- you know, Every environments day. and and your job and, and the work that you do, because there's like really a lack of education. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I had a I can't, OK, I came across someone in college who literally had no concept of where their food came from. Oh, yeah. There's lots of people like that. And thought that they got the food from the grocery store mm-hmm. and that there wasn't a process in between growth yeah. and, like, transfer. So I can't uh, – I can imagine that there's misinformation being spread about so much. what farm life entails and, like, what does a dairy cow go through on a daily mm. basis and, like, how do you get beef cattle and, like, the process of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which we don't have to get into because I know that could be political, which it shouldn't be because it's literally how we survive. Yeah, I'll just do a quick, a quick note though that like, like I said that no one's gonna love an animal like a farmer. The same goes with a veterinarian. It is my obligation as a licensed practicing veterinarian to care for the welfare of animals. Right. If if farms truly were horrible, like groups, unfortunately, like groups like PETA want you to believe, they wouldn't exist. We wouldn't let it happen. Sure, sure. Um, and I just really wish that people would think about it a little bit more mm-hmm. and would look for information further than just the clickbait that's on Facebook. Right. Um, because, yeah, my people in my industry receive a lot of hate. Right. That's, that's yeah, do you just get tagged in things like all, all the, the time? time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelly, look at this. 
Yeah. So what's what's one thing that you wish like every pet owner knows? And it doesn't have to be about agriculture or anything. Yeah. It could just be about like caring for an animal. Sure. Um, one thing I'm going to, I'm going to back it up a little bit. One thing I wish everyone knew before they got a pet is that when you sign on to get that pet, you signed on for the whole life of that animal. So we're talking, you know, 10 to 20 years sometimes, depending on your animal and the amount of effort it takes for a little puppy, you know, everyone thinks little puppies are cute and fabulous, but you don't think about that. It's not potty trained yet. So it's going to pee on your floor and it needs to go outside every two hours because it's literally three months old and can't hold its bladder. It doesn't wear a diaper. It can't just pee in the diaper. So it takes a lot of work and people don't think about that. Um, And then, you know, for the middle part of their life, they're great, right? They're your best friend. They're your companion. They're Mm -hmm. well-trained. Eventually they're going to get to a point where maybe they get sick or maybe they just get old and can't control their bowels anymore. You signed up for that the day you took that animal home and that is not only a a time commitment it is an emotional commitment and it is a financial commitment and that is something that I know Emma knows very well <laughs> yeah a few years ago she was thinking about getting a pet and the the kind of qualifier I tell all my friends that want to get a pet is but could you hand me two to five thousand dollars right now I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> because I just want a dog. <laughs> right. But if you think about when your dog eats a toy whole and it gets stuck in its intestines and it's two in the morning and your dog's vomiting and looks horrible and looks like it's going to die and you rush it to an ER, we are more than happy to save your pet. Absolutely. We will do that for you. We will fight tooth and nail to make sure your pet is okay. But unfortunately, we don't live in a world where veterinary care is free. And to do it at two and in the morning. insured, yeah, right. Because that's a great point, Lauren. Because you know people compare it to human medicine, right? So like you go to the doctor, they do all these things. Eventually, a bill comes to you for forty bucks. Yeah, or your prescription is mm-hmm. after insurance twenty dollars, seventy dollars, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, when I take my cat to the vet, oh my goodness, right? Like, yeah, it, yep. it, it's. It's astronomical mm-hmm. what I what I pay for right. my cat. Right, but if what you, you pay of, for your cat, <laughs> one of my one of my absolute biggest pet peeves in life, and this is controversial. I it it irks me to the core is when people who are not financially stable get pets on a whim. Yeah. Right. Or they, they're you know it's like it's like your college friends who can't give you the twenty bucks that you lent them back, but. <laughs> They just they just bought a dog like yeah. something is not adding up here. And yeah, it makes actually, me so angry because you know, when you were talking about that middle part of the life where your pet is your best friend, that's all great and good. But people people do not realize that that's not just like a two, three to five years yeah. when then and then your life is going to go on. That is a decade like Christmas for time. most dogs yeah. and cats. When I was fi- when I was 10 years old. And when I was in fifth grade and I turned to my mom and I said, hey, can I, can we please get a cat? Pretty, pretty, please. Um, I didn't think that that cat was going to be living with me today when I'm 25 <laughs> years old, right. sitting in my own house as an adult. I like right. that didn't, it, that what I was going to do with my cat while I was in college never once occurred to me when I was 10 years old. Right. 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 
And the core of that goes to, um, there's actually debate kind of in veterinary medicine that is having an animal a right or a privilege? Oh, sure. What would you say? Quick, Uh, off the top of your head. It's a right. (laughs) Lauren? I think it would be very much a privilege, right? Because if you can't, if you can't financially (laughs) and and care for that animal with your social time and with Mm -hmm. time and money, then you shouldn't have it though. So like, don't feel bad, Emma, because there are people in my industry on both sides of this, this, I don't want to say argument, but this question, I personally think that, um, animals are a privilege the same as I would believe that having children is a privilege. Oh, sure. You have to take care of that animal. You are responsible for a life. Mm -hmm. And the, the question about is it a right is they're focusing on the emotional aspect, right? Do you have the right to the companionship and love that you Mm -hmm. find through a relationship with a pet? And I can empathize with that completely. I wish that every person could know what it's like to have a pet, to have someone happy for you to come home every day, there for you in every moment that just loves the snot out of you more than they love anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to take care of that animal. At the end of the day, you have to choose that animal above a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, and, and I think people forget that. Mm-hmm. Just I, I think about people I know who, you know, they, they don't realize that their job is going to suffer at times because they have to let their new puppy out. Or, yep. you know, maybe you're a student and you're studying and the dog is crying because the door is shut. And that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And you're that, that changes. Or... I'd, I can imagine that you know, when you get to that older age and the dog is suffering in, in, in a normal way, I know, okay, take that, not suffering, just like, it's old, aging. it's aging, aging. Um, it becomes to the point where you're like, well, this is complicated and I don't really want to deal with this, but like, like you said, they signed up for that you and that's to. important to be there and yeah. to support that animal. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, but a lot of people have different thoughts on that, right? And I, people have different thoughts on just what pets are in general what your responsibility is to a pet um because do you view it as a part of your family or is it a dog or is it a does it serve a purpose is it a hunting dog is it a guard dog is it just a farm dog that showed up in the shed and just you feed it sure um because that's a very different motivating factor so when my clients come in i have to try to figure out which which of it it is or sometimes just ask you know, what, what is the goal here? What, what is your perspective? Um, cause certain people will do the whole nine. I mean, they'll do, they'll go to the university for a CT scan and an MRI and do brain surgery and all kinds of stuff. And, and that's wonderful, but not everyone values that animal the same, which there's no hmm. right or mm, no, there's, there's a sliding scale and that's normal. I will say there is a wrong way to value an animal and that would be to not value the animal at all. Sure, sure. Okay, um, I f- want to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> um, I have a super pressing question. Okay, I'm ready. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, so ready. Okay. Have you <laughs> ever been bitten by a duck? <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> so specific hold on hold on um oh my god yeah actually i have really okay Uh, follow-up question 
Oh God. What did it feel like? Like being bitten. Um, or or like, what does a duck's beak feel like? Is it like a chip clip? Like, is that the energy what? that we get from? Um, so like being, being bitten. <laughs> like like when, a, a really, when a duck bites you? Yeah, it was like a really intense pinch. Um, and so much. Honestly, what I remember is like shock. Because there's like certain things that you expect to bite you and a duck is not one of them. Oh, sure. Um, so it was just, I don't even, sense. I don't even know if it really hurt as much as I feel like it hurt. Cause you know how sometimes you like hit your hand on something and yes. it didn't hurt, but you're like, ow. That was, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it like didn't hurt, but you just like, ah. um, but I mean, it so what does the beak feel like? Um, I would equate it to like kind of what your nails would feel like. I don't have oh, nails. really? I need to touch your nail. Slimy. No, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's soft it's soft like hard yeah it's carrot you know yeah what's um, keratin is what it's called what do you call it keratin yeah it's a oh i don't know how to, it's a, a peptide i guess i don't know how to a peptide it's okay we're going <laughs> we're gonna... too deep back up okay we got bit by a duck yeah okay i've been bitten by a lot of things in my life um I have another question. I got bit by a cat the other day. She came home and she told I me did. that. <gasps> yeah, really? yeah. It bit me on my middle finger, too, which is oh, funny. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I'm rabies vaccinated. I have another question. Okay. Are you allowed to prescribe medicine for your own pet? Yes. Really? Yeah. I am hmm. my dog's veterinarian. But, like, it's not free. Okay. No, it's not free. I pay for it. Like, oh, I was just thinking, yeah. like, because can't are aren't yeah, doctors human, like not allowed yeah. to give themselves prescriptions, mm-hmm. right? And, like can't can't be family members. Doctors couldn't operate on a family member. Um, I think that surrounds um, what we think of as human rights and what we think of as like would compromise a doctor's integrity. Okay. And legally, animals are property. Oh, right, right, yeah. okay. That's just interesting, though, that, like, you could write a prescription and just take it home with you. Yeah. Oh, but every day. Is that controversial? <laughs> because, like, what if you kill your dog on purpose? Well, it's like, well, and then you blame also, the company, like, yeah, so you, you have, like, company. you're relying but on But also, like, you have access person. to medication that could, like, yeah, I do. put a cow down, right? Yeah. Like, you could mm-hmm. kill a very large animal. You could easily, like, yeah kill a person but like, is that what you're I, but it's a, i'm sure that's true for any doctor <laughs> and any pharmacist like or whatever they, they could do yeah. the same thing but like she's got ethics to live so yeah. she can't just like kill the something. the different Ooh, this is dark the difference i'm so is... sorry no it's okay <laughs> the difference is i have all of those things in my truck in the garage because i'm a, a large animal vet so i have to take my supplies to the animal oh with you yeah, yeah 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 so it is locked by the way and my house is locked do not come to my house Right, so back off. Also, she's very safe. I but I did get to see inside of the truck once, and there's lots of things in there that are very scary. There's like a oh my goodness the size of like my calf. Yeah, that's like, true. It's huge. Okay, not like the oh thickness of her calf, but no, like the, the length. length. Yeah, it's, it's called so, a Buner needle. It's huge. And Look I was it like, up. What do you put? In, what do you stick with that? Yeah. Do Look you have up. any like Anyone? crazy stories, like funny mm. or just like? Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, like crazy, like it was like a medical conundrum or like this was whack. Um, Kelly did have her arm, uh, elbow or um, shoulder deep inside of a cow once. Once? I do it every day. Uh, the bowl, was it? 
I tell my friends that. I go, my friend Kelly's a doctor. She puts her hands inside bowls. <laughs> okay, so what you need to know is that part of being a large animal vet is preg checking animals, so checking to see if a, a cow is pregnant or not. Okay. And, and the way you do that is you rectally palpate and I'm only 5'6", so my wingspan is not that long, so it takes my whole arm. She makes it sound like I just, like, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> Do it for fun on the weekend. Yeah, like, it's, it's my What's job. What's your day-to-day? Like, um, okay, my day-to-day... Like the schedule. Like, well, I'm just curious. Like, what's something that you? What are like common appointments, or yeah. like how many animals do you see a day, or whatever? Oh, so it changes every day. What's like the? What's something that is consistent? Like, do you have to do something? Oh, like something. Okay. Um, I leave my home at roughly seven twenty, and I arrive at work at roughly seven thirty, and that is the only part of my day that's the same. Every day. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> and like that sounds like a joke but it's really true um because sometimes sometimes i see small animal appointments right away uh-huh. sometimes i do surgery sometimes i go and do my my preg checking sometimes there's a goat that needs help having her babies sometimes i catch up on on writing my records so it, it really changes every day and that's some of what keeps it interesting keeps it exciting um it can also be difficult. I like to have a plan. I like to like know what's coming yeah, to like a certain a extent. Um, so sometimes <laughs> it's really annoying when I get my mind wrapped around like, okay, so I'm going to see these two appointments and then I'm going to go and do those four surgeries and then it'll be lunch. And then after lunch, I'm going to do this. And then the phone will ring and it's like, just kidding. <laughs> and my day can look totally different. Sure. Sure. Uh, for being a, a, a farmer vet, Sorry, that was not smart. For being someone that works in rural areas, Mm -hmm. uh, do you have, like, a proximity that you guys have to, like, like how many miles? Yeah. Oh, like, how far do I go? Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know what it really would be because I've driven – I mean, like an hour to get to a call, but that's really far. Like, we okay. don't have very many like that. Okay. I would say most of my producers are within a 30 to 40 minute drive and from where I am. And a producer is the farmer? A farm, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, got it. Um, and then, of course, the small animal people come to me. Right, right. Usually, I guess. Not always. But, right. so that would be the same for, like, when I'm on call at night. It is, it is for our clients. Mm-hmm. So that same radius. Would you say that you're busy every day? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that sounded like a it will and, and you're probably on call quite like Yeah, right now most there's of two the of us covering on call, so I'm on call fifty percent of the time. So okay. two nights wow. a week and every other weekend. Is that stressful? Yes. It was much more stressful when I first started. It used to really scare me, right. like to the point where um okay, overshare. I used to be scared to like take showers when I was on call because I was like what if the phone rings while I'm in the shower right. and I answer the well, phone. I can imagine, <laughs> especially being a first time out of school vet, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're like what do I expect? How fast do I have to get yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, well, and then Is it's it like often? what if I don't know like, what to do? how often would you get like an emergency call like once a year, mm-hmm. like every month? It <laughs> that's cute uh it really varies based on time of year um okay. so like we are moving into calving season i will likely Ooh. get get a call every time i'm on call um so every oh every, wow every time a baby being born mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah. um, so then you're really like fast showers yeah um or no showers 
Yeah, I've gotten over that. I take showers. I'm over it. I take showers. Uh, I mean, I always did, but like, I'm not scared of them anymore. Um, Scared to take Kelly's scared to take a shower, but she's got her arm (laughs) elbow deep inside a cow's ass. Got it. Um, Well, because when you're new, you're like, but what if I don't know what I'm gonna, what I'm doing, or you know, you just get nervous. But um, I have been doing this for almost a year, and I by no means know all of the things, but I'm much more comfortable doing things that I never done before or like don't know what quite what to do Mm -hmm. um and just like puzzling my way through I also have really excellent mentors that um never I feel like you can't not have them oh yeah yeah um but they you know always answer their phone no matter what time it is and and help me and guide me through it or when I'm like no I just really need you to come and and do this they they come so um, that's very cool yeah, really lucky to have good people because you can only learn so much in school, right? There's no way to be taught everything. There's no way to think of every scenario that could ever happen. So you do surgeries. So like all the time. I love surgery. Okay. What's a typical surgery? Because I assume like, you know, like dogs get, you know, their, their, you know, they, their they, testicles removed. Yeah. Yes. I, I almost said the balls cut off, but I wanted to be more <laughs> appropriate. But yeah, like that is a common thing. And I mm-hmm. assume like. You know, if uh, someone gets something lodged in their throat, you know, you kind of go in there. But, like, what's something that's really easy – or not easy, sorry, very co- uh, routine, common sure. versus, like, really complicated that you sure. work on? Sure. Um, my favorite routine surgery is a cat spay. A cat spay. It what is, is a spay? It's my – oh, I'm sorry. That is um, – how do I – it is sterilizing a female cat, so making it so she cannot have babies anymore. So I surgically remove her ovaries and her uterus. All right, everybody. So that, that's a that's on the low scale of what Kelly does. It's my favorite. It's my zen place. When I'm stressed, I just think about the steps to a cat's bay. It's beautiful. I make like a one centimeter incision in the abdomen. Takes me roughly 15 minutes. Mm. Oh my gosh, this is insane! My I'm like, place. I do math at work, and that really makes <laughs> I can't me handle feel this. great. Mm-hmm. I love it when I go to a school and work on yeah. building. Let's let's um sway from s- talking about surgery. Well, I want I want to know. I want to know like if she's done like a heart surgery. I want to know like if she's done other things. Did but... you say heart surgery? Yeah. Oh no, that's terrifying. There are people that do that. There are veterinary cardiologists. Things that I will never, and I mean never, touch with a scalpel, a heart, and a brain. Those are the two things that are keeping you alive. I'm not touching it. Okay. So that's where it gets more complicated with other doctors that are. Specialists are going to do that. Okay. Okay. Cool. But like kidneys, livers, intestines, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'll touch intestines all day. Is anything ever like. (laughs) That sounded so strange. That was was great. Um, We're keeping it. Oh, okay. We're going to keep that. It's going to be our our little, you know, grab, cash grab. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I, I know like one time you amputated a cow's toe. And that was just because there was like some bacteria. Okay, can we just like not talk no, about it though? T- like, we're t- I don't want to talk we're not about it. Describe it. I just want to know, like, you know, the, I'm assuming the like um, coolest one. S- I've just ever saying done. the descriptor was Get enough for me yourself. to not. Let okay, okay, tell the me coolest one, the coolest one, the coolest one. I want to know um, that I've done or that I've seen. I want to know what you've done. I don't what care about other people. Okay, what I have done. Um. I mean, I've delivered puppies. That's really cool. That's amazing. It's not complicated but at that's all. Cool. But it's cool. Um, Is there anything you haven't delivered? I assume you've delivered a cow. Yeah. I haven't done a horse yet. 
Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay, but hardest surgery I've ever, or the most complicated surgery I've ever done. Um, I guess at this point in my, ooh, no, a double enucleation. I removed something, both of something's eyeballs. <gasps> say, See, this okay. is why I did not want to talk about it. <laughs> I just needed to know That's her skills. I didn't need to know how she did it or what it looked like. Ah. I just want to know her skills. Amazing. His name was Bebop. Shout out to Bebop. Shout He's out the to background Bebop. on my work phone to this day see that's all i needed to know lauren we can move on i just i just oh i just gosh. wanted to know lauren's traumatized lauren because trying. you cannot see her I face can't, she i can't i can't i'm an engineer lauren, uh, was traumatized in the last episode so uh, we're, we're doing a good job yeah here. this is like really this lauren's podcast is turning into a hostile environment <laughs> emma's over here like i don't care what you feel lauren <laughs> we're getting deep we're getting okay deep. can we can you just tell we us a funny story her. please Oh yeah, what's something um, you know comical? Do you know anything mm-hmm. funny that like people do? People ever like you know make you like go? What the heck is wrong with you? Roll your eyes. Oh yes. So in a in a really beautiful way, right? People always have the best intentions, um, but multiple times I've had people um, come in because there was like a tick or something they thought on their dog <laughs> okay. um and they'll be like i can't get it off like I, I like pull on and it won't come off or like i i pulled and i got it off but like now she's bleeding it looks really weird and i'll go into the exam room and be like okay like show me where it is or whatever uh, and they'll point at a structure and now I, I will work very hard to make no expression at all and point at the same structure and be like this this right here and they're like yeah yeah I just can't get it off and I have to try to come up with a diplomatic way to be like that's your dog's nipple (laughs) (laughs) Um, they tried to remove a dog's nipple yeah I've seen one person just rip her off (laughs) that's the one that was bleeding and Um, you thought the eye was bad (laughs) Um, and then you have to like have a conversation about how like yes boy dogs also have nipples just like boy people also have nipples oh my gosh people are just wilding out male rats do not have nipples oh my gosh see this is oh hey good to know (laughs) telling me about but yeah it's it's real cute honestly so long as they have not like physically ripped a part of their animal off which like that, only happened once and they felt really bad but um well i can assume that that's just scary it's but a, yeah, yeah people trying to all right that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and also like it's flesh colored like i don't understand. like how did you miss that <laughs> yeah how i don't know whatever it's oh my cool. gosh <laughs> do you ever i can imagine though like you know clients will come in with their pets and be like something's not right please fix it and you're like ma'am the dog's sneezing it's allergy season or something like yeah you know, all it's the time. just it's it's overly all unsure time. sometimes though those are the best because those are the people that you like saved them right they thought their dog was dying and you tell him to give it benadryl and they'll call you and be like you saved my my cat and you're like yes i'm amazing so much i i have the best relationship this client i saw when i was still at tech this is a long time ago now um to this day will tell people that i saved his dog's life and i did exactly nothing (laughs) when i tell you i did nothing i mean i like carried the dog inside rolled it over and um then we sent the dog home is that the dog that was like bleeding, but then it wasn't? Yes, yeah. So Emma has heard this story. This is so funny. the short version Not is funny. the dog had had surgery, um, then was running around in a yard, which is a no-no, and he 
then called in and was like, there's blood everywhere. The stitches are all out. Oh my God, he's freaking out. So I was like, okay, yeah, you need to get here now. I'm in the parking lot with a, a gurney ready to carry him inside. I've got the surgery room all prepped. I told, cause I wasn't a doctor then. So I told the doctor like, Hey, this is happening. And when you hear me knock on the door, you need to come out. Cause I've got the dog. So I grab the dog out of the car. I go running inside, set her on the table, bang on the door on my way past the vet comes in. I roll the dog over and I realize that there is no blood on this animal. Oh my None. gosh. And the stitches are perfectly intact. What? So where was I, the blood? So what we think happened is she just like dropped a little clot because she was playing right after surgery, which she should not have been doing. Um, so like that's what we think happened, but it was just so cute. So this, you were like, "Here's your dog back. Everything's yeah, good." Yeah, this man's like, <laughs> they were like "Oh my goodness, tears, thank you so much." His dogs was gonna die, and um, I got a pet sitting gig out of it. Amazing. And she got a job. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and like a great relationship with this client. And to this day, he tells people that I saved that dog's life. Amazing. See, that's what we love. When I tell you I did nothing, I meant that I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sure there's like some reassurance in that, you know, like like you were talking about earlier about euthanasia. It's just like there's some reassurance that like you're going to help me and my animal. You're going yeah. to do what you can no matter what. And Yeah. You know, I'm always going to do the best for your pet. Right. Or animal if it's a, a cow. Right. Or a goat. Not not to be depressing, but I'm gonna be depressing. Okay. Um, do you see a lot of death? Like, do you come across a lot of like needing to put animals down or animals die because of complications or? Yeah, I mean, I so like less so of things just like like just dropping dead in front of me. I don't think I've ever seen that, but um, yeah, certainly I euthanize pets at least every week mm -hmm. um, and. There are times where I go to a calving or something where mama's been trying for too long and mm -hmm. I can get the calf out, but the calf's not, the calf's dead. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but if I wouldn't get the calf out, mama would die too. So is, is, do you feel sad ever because of it? Yeah. It's just like, I can't imagine you're not sad even if it yeah. was, you know, expected. Yeah. So I hate, hate, um, when babies of any kind are dead. Like, I finally get it out of there, and then it's dead. You're like, part of you is like, okay, that's really sad because an animal is dead, and also that sucks for the producer because you wanted a live animal. But also, I just worked so hard, and you're dead. Oh. So, like, that kind of blows. Yeah. Um, but on the small animal side of things, it yeah, it's sad. Like, you see people in what is arguably one of the worst moments of their life, um, and it's if you've ever gone through it yourself, it, it will always remind you of – of the pets that you have had to say sure. goodbye to. And sometimes they're gut wrenching. I mean, you get so attached to some of your patients mm -hmm. that I, I am not above. <laughs> I can think of one specifically a few weeks ago where the owners were sobbing. And so was I, I was full on crying along with the family. Cause yeah. I just, I fell in love with their dog and I worked so hard to try to save him. And, um, and they had, oh God, they have like a three month old baby and a three year old. So we had to have a conversation with the three year old about death and euthanasia and, and I trying to get go. him to understand it. Um, and it is heartbreaking to watch a child try to deal with that because they're oh, so pure. Yeah. They're so pure. Yeah. Cause a lot, you know, we talked about that. You don't, we don't want, that's so nice that you talk to the three year old too. Yeah. Not every vet will do that, but I like children one. Um, and two, I think it's important that that conversation happens. And a lot of times, um, 
owners, owners, parents need help with that conversation. And I'm happy to, to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but kids are just so pure. I mean, this little boy, we talked about that we don't want his puppy to suffer, right? Because we love him. And he, like, throws his arms around the dog's neck and is like, yeah, I love you. Oh, and the breast. So we – yeah, I'm going to cry thinking about it. He, don't. Okay. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Okay. I have more questions for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kelly, since we're best friends. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're – since we're friends, uh, but we never text each other, or yeah. you know, we're we're like a. We just know. I I'm I am yeah. like your hype girl from a distance, yes. you know. Like That's I so am true. I am your Facebook friend, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> gosh darn it! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but like the forever positive. I totally yes. Yeah, um. So could I hypothetically two years from now? text you a question about my cat or is that rude like with no prompt like I'm not gonna say hi how are you I'm just gonna be like hey Kelly yeah, you can um, there are okay good there are that's all I my, needed to know my dog just came out because talk about this for a second I, this is the third time this has happened since I've been here Julie can't be left out of joy and laughter. So he literally <laughs> came out. No, okay, stop. He has FOMO, okay? So if he hears you laughing and he's not in the room, he will come to wherever you are. He's like, why are we laughing? Because <laughs> he feels left Hi, out. Buddy. It's just genuinely really cute. Okay, so, sorry. Yes, um, please text Yes, more. yeah, you can text me about your cat, but Thank certainly goodness. something that I think the genuine populace should know is that, like, no, don't text the person that you met 15 years ago that is a veterinarian um anything about your pet specifically if when their answer is yes you need to take it to a veterinarian you're gonna be sassy rude or not take their advice right actually up yours if you don't yeah i it, it can be very frustrating even with people who i would say are allowed to um like ask me questions when they don't take your advice and then, That's like, three days later. Got it. I like, promise to take your advice. <laughs> I trust you. you. But I actually jokingly with a friend, um, this is, like, a year ago now, came up with the perfect reason, the way to, like, weed out the people. And, Lauren, you're an exception to this, so, like, don't feel bad. <laughs> okay, thank but you. The, the I already thing, feel bad. There you go, Lauren. The best thing I've ever thought of is, like, it, you, if you're thinking about asking me a question about your pet, um, there, there are two questions that you need to be able to answer. First, what is my middle name? <laughs> I know what your middle name is. Yep. So you could, yes, you but do? this, this other yeah. part you might not know. Uh, and second, why is that my middle name? Oh, oh. I don't think I know that. Right. So there's like, I know, I know the other half of your name. Right. So there's See, some Emma doesn't even know this. it. So right. There's some <laughs> exceptions to this, but this is how we weed out the um, people that my mom goes to church. Yes. With who you need a rule of know thumb. that I'm a veterinarian. Sure. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because um, like people who know me well, also like the first one, you have to be my Facebook friend, right? And then oh, you can yeah. get the answer to that. Um, you have to be good Facebook friends, yeah. like Kelly and I. <laughs> You really don't know why my middle name is what it is. She's gonna. Call you guys you. are gonna have to talk about this. The offline. person who is the reason is going to call you and be like, "Baby girl, you wrong." 
the baby girl was your hint just then. Wait, I know mom's. I know mom is the the second half of your first name. Mm-hmm. Is that her middle name? Mm-hmm. Oh, now ma- you just told all these people the answer. I don't think anybody <laughs> knows who your mom's name is. There yeah, we go. That's true. Also, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hilarious. Now I want to explain it, but whatever none of these people are ever gonna ask me so my name is <laughs> don't text her only i can text her okay i might need this later um my name is kelly ann elizabeth bowman that's my right. my like government name um <laughs> and Legal. my my mother's name is ann elizabeth bowman i didn't know the elizabeth part yeah so i'm named ann. after my mom kelly shout ann. out to mom hey mom uh, what did uh that's a question for later never mind <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know something really excellent that has nothing to do with, like, me being a vet? Yes, please. Um, I've asked my parents why they named me, what they named me, and they literally have no idea. And oh. it's genuinely so obnoxious. My sister is named after, like, two of our very beloved family members. Um, and I am named after a waitress that they had once that they thought the name was pretty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And my middle gosh. name is Elizabeth because my mom doesn't think anything else sounds good with Anne because she has spent her entire life hearing Anne Elizabeth. That's so funny. So that's, that's thank you, parental units, for not <laughs> putting any 10 out of 10 into 10 my out name of 10. that's so fun um i have a question that uh, was a fun little segue if, if there was a <laughs> i'm avoiding this concept if there was a little uh child out there right now looking to be a veterinarian oh, i wasn't um, sure where that was going oh uh, i didn't want to go the other direction uh, what would you give advice about oh um you know? it's hard it's really hard so you have to be ready for that it's a lot of school but like I said before, it is easily the hardest but best four years of my life. I made mm-hmm. amazing, amazing friends through Great. that process. We like to joke that it we were bonded by our collective trauma. Lauren <laughs> um, and I were bonded by our collective trauma last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I mean, true. my recommendation would be... Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. you're fine. <laughs> Compose yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Kelly this later. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, we're just gonna like blaze past it. Um, I would say you need to shadow veterinarians. You need oh, to totally. spend time in a yes. clinic, really figuring out what it's like. Be involved. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of people that like think it would be fun. The idea of it is fun. Um. I'm but sure don't people... understand at all what the job is. Well, me, I'm afraid of blood. So would not work that. for you. Yeah. So, We're out. Um, but I'm not afraid of needles. Fun fact. Mm. Good good for you. Anyways. <laughs> get <laughs> that vaccine. That, <laughs> I will. There's a plug for the COVID vaccine, folks. Please get your COVID vaccine. Herd yes, immunity is a thing. We don't care if you agree with us or not. Okay. Anyways. Do you think that, like, it's important to to make that known you know like sometimes there are professions that people go like you know get into it and you'll find what works for you versus like don't be a veterinarian if you really cannot stand the sight of throw up or something yeah and also don't be a veterinarian because you don't like people because 90 percent of what i do all day is work with people right yeah, because you have to communicate that. Oh, way. that's yeah, that's so smart. Yeah, you think, right. Oh, I'm just gonna deal with the animals, but really, you got to deal with the mm-hmm. yeah I emotional deal with people all day long. Owners. The the only place where that works, and I 100% am this person. I don't think when I you're in the have, back. 
yeah. Uh, uh, cutting the boxes, listening to our podcast. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I would have liked being a human doctor because I love surgery so much, but I think it would seriously wig me out to um, like do surgery on a person and then be like, ew, that's what my intestines look like. I can't. That's because yeah, at but least can't, for me, like, I'm like that doesn't look. That's do not they what look my much different? Like, like I, I mean, no, but like those could not be inside of me, and that. Makes but me it's so better. funny, like when, <laughs> like, so there are there are some similarities, like obviously with all the different species, but yeah. like your your cat and your dog still have a kidney and a liver, oh, yeah. and when mm-hmm. I when you give yeah, them medicine, mammals. you're basically just giving them like a just a tiny dose in comparison. Yeah, yep, it to can a be human, really right? similar. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. There's something about it where that like I feel this, you though. If it was this, could be me on the table, and that Ooh. wigs. Me oh out. no! No, right, that's you. what I'm saying. That wigs me out. When I'm looking down at a dog, I'm like, this is very clearly not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm what happened dog. when I was at the vet the other week? Ooh, tell me. My vet was like, "Oh, your cat is pale," and I was like. I didn't know that, like... Is it anemic? A cat, like, a, something with fur could be pale. And she was well, like, so yeah, how did you not notice? And I'm like, it made me feel so bad. So she probably meant, like, like, her gum color was pale, not, like, her skin was pale. It was, like, her, like, eyelid. Yeah, her mucous membrane. And so that has to do with, like, how many red blood cells she has running around in her body, not how much, like, of a tan she has. Okay, so, like, should I worry about it? Um, did they run some blood work? Yes. Okay, um, not that I'm offering medical advice, but if the blood work was normal, everything's fine. Okay, cool. And <laughs> I felt like literally horrible. She was oh, like, no, sad. Did, no, did you not notice? And I was like, what do you mean? I, mean, I can never look at my stuff. cat's eyelids. Like, yeah. <laughs> you let us get that close anyway. There's certain stuff where people come in and I'm like, you really didn't notice? Like, you genuinely didn't notice. And they're like, no. And I'm like, you ignored it but that is not something that like why would you be inspecting your cat's gums or eyelids or whatever but i've literally had a patient well plus like some people's cats are friendly and you can like touch them and my cat is the opposite of that like Like, my vet tries to give me medicine and i'm like you don't understand this is not gonna like she's not gonna let this happen (laughs) sure Sometimes they like medicine and sometimes they don't. <laughs> Especially cats. Cats are so independent mm-hmm. that they're like, if I choose to participate, everything's fine. If I have not chosen to participate, exactly. Right. right? Yeah. So I'm always like, I'll try my best. Yeah. <laughs> and we get that. We know that there's limitations. And like sometimes I think we do a bad job of remembering that like I medicate cats every day, so it's easy for me. Right. But it's not easy for everyone else always do you have more questions do you have a favorite animal do i have a favorite like ever in the world or like of my patients like ever in the world oh a cheetah mm-hmm. oh oh that's cool yeah cheetahs are my favorite animals i really like big cats they fascinate me mm-hmm. this kind of is like a reflection of personalities you Ooh, think let's get into what's it. your favorite animal lauren a polar bear Oh, right, we were talking and about that. And yours is a giraffe. Mine's a giraffe. Yeah. Why are we... Okay, I'm going to analyze that See, later. I don't think that's... I'm not... Well, I don't maybe know that I'm on that train, but we can talk about it later. Anyways. <laughs> Lauren, how do you feel about doing a wrap-up, or what do you else... What else do you think we should talk about? No, I think this is the perfect time for a wrap-up. Thank you so much, Kelly, for oh, joining yeah. us. This has been a lot of fun. Thank I've you so much for having me. So much fun. 
And I'm making I learned my, a lot. my goal in life to get all my friends on this podcast. Yeah, but uh, also specifically me many more times. Specifically you. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get Lauren, you, me, Casey in a room. Mm. Oh, my God. We could talk about college. <laughs> Lauren would want to die. Lauren hates talking about college. Oh. Worst thing ever. Kelly was over there like, I loved my time at college. Yeah, yeah I did. Great, like, great I years, good everything. memories. And I literally, <laughs> I, I looked at Emma on the Zoom call and I was like. Oh, funny. She was like, choke That's fine. Me out, it's please. fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think it's it's really interesting to just get some perspective. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, Kelly, is there anything that you want to plug? Like my, you know, if anyone looks you up in the area. Sure. Or, you know. um, I mean, I guess you can look me up in the area if you're randomly listening from southwest Minnesota. That's pretty cool. Also, thank you for listening. <laughs> um my my biggest plug is please remember to be kind to your veterinarians um we get a lot of um people who are not very nice to us both in and out of the context of this pandemic um but please remember that you know right now most clinics are operating curbside so you wait outside and your pets are inside with me and I know that that can be scary and nerve wracking for people, but please remember that we are going to do everything we can to keep your pets safe and happy. Um, and that we have to do that for our safety and for yours, not because we are trying to hide anything from you. Um, but just in general to my industry gets a lot of, um, I guess flack for, for that our services cost money. Um, we get a lot of if you really loved animals, you would do this for free. Or if you really, really loved animals, you would help my my pet. Um, and I promise you that I really love animals. And if I could do it for free, I would. I just can't. So moral of the story um, is people just be kind. The position. Yeah, okay. and I guess more broadly, like please just be kind in the world. There is enough bad things floating around this world that you really don't need to add to it. Especially with animals. Animals animals are animals. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's my plug. But we hope you have a great week or have the week please you have. have please week. like, have. share, subscribe actually, to this can podcast. Can I tell you that I have actually started saying that to people? Like instead of saying because you know Emma, I usually say like good night, sleep well. Um, I have changed that to to sleep how you sleep. Ooh, sleep <laughs> how you sleep, how the week you have. Right. We're not like, trying to force no, anything. No, no you. pressure. No pressure. Thanks again for listening. Like Lauren just said, please like, subscribe, and share, and do all the things that you think you should be doing to help me and Lauren become podcast stars. Just kidding. We appreciate you for showing up. That's really not kidding. Need. Not kidding at all. Do all of those things. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Know. Bye, guys. No. What? Do the thing. So this is. This, this has been the Oakview Podcast. Okay, oh, Cal. The- <laughs> you want to do it? You should do it. Do you want me to? Take us out, Cal. What else do we yeah. I uh, just... Um- okay, this has been the, the Oakview Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>